0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. America's kids are more self-absorbed than ever. If their constant gaze into the selfie camera isn't proof enough, plenty of statistics and news stories point to a fall in empathy, a rise in narcissism, and an epidemic of bullying and cruelty. And if you're a decent parent, of course you want your kid to stop with the me, me, me and start thinking we, and you'll address that as soon as you finish signing them up for three days a week, Taekwondo, sleepaway chess camp, and a full slate of summer college courses. I'm wondering, could there be a link between brutal schedules and brutal or at least self-centered kids? Absolutely, says my guest today. Dr. Michelle Borba is a parenting expert and author of Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table. Welcome, Michelle.
1: Oh, thank you, Amy. I'm just so glad to be here.
0: Well, what a world. What a world. And I don't know, I like yeah. the finger point. Who can we blame? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, the bottom line is we love our kids desperately,
1: don't we all? We want to make the food the best for them, and I think, unfortunately, sometimes we've been given uh, not the best bit of information, and that is uh, all of us have been putting so much emphasis on the test score, the grade, and uh, as a result, what we fail to do is maybe put a little priorities on also making sure that they turn out kind. In fact, The latest survey just came out of Harvard that asked all of our kids, what's most important in your family for you to get a good score, get a good test score, be happy, or to be caring? And what was tanking was caring, 20%. But parents, when they looked at that, went, oh, my gosh, that's not true. It just means that we're not emphasizing or prioritizing enough so our kids aren't getting the message.
0: Oh, that is really eye-opening, isn't it? Because that's yeah. true. I mean, I don't, and no one I know that's in my circle of friends or acquaintances wants their kid to be uncaring or self-centered. And, you know, so you're right. We're just not being clear enough in our direction, in our our. I don't know. that. That is really something else.
1: Well, the other thing we did is I think we got a little bit too much on the self-esteem bandwagon. And once again, it's because we were told that was going to make our kids happier when the research actually counters it. So what we did is we praised all our kids for, oh, you're so great or you're so cute, you're so special. When the research also says that's one of the ways that we actually increase narcissism in our kids. So don't stop praising your child. But make sure that when your kid comes barreling home, you don't just ask, you know, what you get on the test, but what kind thing did you do? Or, oh, I love how kind you are. Thanks for being such a helper today for Grandma. Those are just simple, easy little day-to-day encounters with our kids. And what they do is they boost our children's gateway to, to kind and happiness, which is empathy, and they reduce that me thing so it's more we.
0: Well, you know, and like so many things in this world that started out well intended, like the boosting the child's self esteem, everybody wins, aren't you special? You know, that that really started in a well intended way. But yes. it, it's it's kind of astonishing how that has backfired. And I think people are really getting aware of that. But the showing that we care and the showing that we care about others you know, you definitely you think about how you treat people in your family and that that you're showing caring there. But I agree with you. The, the fact that you can call out to your child, not how'd you do on your homework or did you score a goal? But how did you help people at school today can really become as um, rewarding to a kid to get praised for that. Wouldn't you say they don't care what they're oh. praised about as long as they get praised. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely, because, the, look, the bottom line is our kids desperately want our approval. They mm-hmm. love us to death. They love us. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is let them know what we approve of, because it's really planting your values in your child, and that's what unshealthy is all about. When I wrote it, I was looking at the most scathing statistic that I'd ever seen, and that is over a 30-year period of time incoming college freshmen were given the same little narcissism inventory, and Amy, that's regardless of zip code, that's regardless if you went to Ivy League or if you went to community college, and what they saw, particularly around the year 2000, was a nosedive in empathy. Narcissism went up 58%, and empathy went down in our kids 40%. I looked at that and said, well, there goes the benchmark of civilization if we don't turn this sucker around, and it's really when I started looking at what's happening and why it was all unintentional. It's because we thought we were doing the right thing, but we were had such an unbalance so that we were only emphasizing the test score, the GPA, and what was tanking in our priorities were kindness and caring and respect. So let's just flip it. Doesn't mean that we don't want our children to be successful in school. Keep helping your kids succeed, but let's also make sure that there's room for Helping the child, the whole kid, mm. be kind and caring. And there's over three hundred ideas and ways to do so. when on selfie? So just choose one. One could be nothing more than what we just said. When your child comes in every day for the next twenty-one days, ask, "Hey, what kind of thing did you do today?"
0: Mm-hmm. What happens
1: is it starts to really become a habit, and now you can go on to the next one, and the next, and the next idea.
0: And you know, I mean, you could also say, what did you do? But you could ask your child, hey, what's a kind thing we could do as a family today? And oh. maybe when they're at the grocery store, they're going to help somebody put their bags in the car. Or they're going to reach something for someone who needs a hand. I mean, you can make it pretty consistent, I would imagine, if you. Yeah,
1: you can. Yeah. And you just look for simple ideas. One thing that many parents did, I, I interviewed so many parents to come up with the easiest way is what they're doing. And one mom said, I just keep a box by my front door. My little one decorates it. It's called our charity do-good box, and we fill it up. And I just Aww. tell a child, we have three kids. Anytime you're done with that gently used toy or the game or the book or the backpack, put it in the box. And every time it's all filled up, we deliver it to a needy family, and then we do it again and again. She said, the look in my kids' eyes when they deliver that box. Was transformational. They got
0: in the car and said, we've got to do it again. And how simple is that? That is so awesome. And that's boosting that self-esteem, but in a more positive way. Well, Exactly. You know, when I introduced you, we talked about the fact that so many parents schedule, schedule, schedule. And, you know, let's get our kid in AP classes in kindergarten and he needs to speak three languages by third grade or whatever. And you get them <laughs> so busy and so involved that they don't ever have to look for ways to entertain themselves, number one. But number two, is cutting some of that back another way to to, as crazy as it sounds, make them less self-centered and more empathetic.
1: Yes, and here's why. Because when you cut back, you free up a little bit of time, and we are dealing with, very seriously, the American Psychological Association reports, the most stressed-out generation of kids on record. What does a stressed-out child need on record? Downtime, Mm -hmm. boredom. Looking at a cloud every once in a while mm-hmm. is absolutely fine. It doesn't cost a dime, but that's the first thing that you can do is schedule some downtime. The second thing is okay, go ahead and schedule some of those activities, but maybe some of those activities are also team working activities. So you don't just take it on a lone violin lesson, but take it with a group because then you're learning social skills, you're learning interactions, you're learning to look face to face with other kids. You also need to help your child learn to decompress because as stress builds, Amy, empathy goes down. You have to dial down your empathy when you're in stress mode. So help your child just learn some coping strategies. It doesn't make any difference what you do. There's an entire chapter on self-regulation strategies, and some of the best ones that parents told me they were doing was called Just Breathe. Just take slow, deep breaths, but you do it as a family, and if you learn to take a deep breath and then exhale twice as long as you inhale, it actually is the fastest relaxation process there is. Moms are also doing yeah, yoga groups with their daughters together.
0: Love that. And you know, that could be such a great family ritual before dinner or after dinner to do yep. the slow deep breathe. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Dr. Michelle Borba about her latest book, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in our out in our about all about me world. Boy, I can't talk today. And you know, these are such good points and such doable points. And we, we talked about maybe deep breathing as a family before dinner, taking a few breaths unplugging. I remember for a while when my kids would be at the dinner table, they'd be looking me in the eye, but it was so clear by the movement of their shoulders and arms that they were texting under the table. And I, boy, I unplugged that so fast it would make your head spin. But what are some ways beyond no texting at the table that we can get the kids to unplug?
1: Well, First of all, do take a reality check in your family. It's a real eye-opener. Don't tell the kids you're doing it. <laughs> but start looking at how often are your plug- kids plugged into from the TV to a video game to a computer to the cell phone to all the above. Common Sense Media says average child is plugged in seven and a half hours a day. That's mm. the accumulation of it all. That's longer than they sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. So the
1: first thing is get a reality check. Then the second thing is... Do create some unplugged times, but create them during the time when the whole family unplugs. 60% of kids say parents are the ones that are too plugged in. So put a basket by by the TV or put a basket by the table and say, put your phone there. And when you
0: sit down at the family meal,
1: we're all gonna look at each other when we
0: talk. Mm. Okay, parents, we gotta stop this runaway train, get our kids back on track. You can do it with Dr. Michelle Borba's book, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. And I'm going to put a link to Dr. Borba's website, which is Michelle Borba dot com. Dr. Borba, thank you so much. Eye-opening, good stuff. I'll tell you what. uh, Everybody go home and talk to their kids, make them shake hands, make them unplug. Let's get this together. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102.